This Justin, Paul is dead. Which Paul? Are you talking about my friend Paul? The alien? That's terrible. Paul McCartney? Man, I am mm. so old. Fuck you guys. Paul. The Beatles, man. The Beatles. Oh, wait, Paul Blart? There's like not, two, but two, but two of our listeners got that reference. But he's not dead. No, but that was the whole thing. But it was such a fun the, story the, to the follow. The album from Abbey Road, man. Yeah, it was such a fun story to follow. Like well, all the hints and like whatnot. I thought that years later when we were growing up, like it was already like. I thought that Paul McCartney died and he's been replaced by someone else. He's a skin suit. Yeah. There's an alien living inside him. Crab people. Okay. That's. I mean, do they? I mean, they come from the cancer. And this is what we call the intro to episode <laughs> 63 of the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Podcast. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us again and checking us out on whatever source that you checked us out in. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to do today, and there's uh, like a lot of stuff that everybody brought. I'm actually going to kick you all off with like some music, because um, I threw out on that uh, fabulous Facebook group, the uh, World Metal Scene. I, uh, I threw out for uh, some submissions, because I figured, because it's officially summer now, like this is our first episode in the official summer, so I figured we would do like a little segment called the uh, Summer from, from Down Under Ground. Summer from Down Under. It sounded fun in my head, like to have like a Boston accent on the summer and the under, but then put like yeah. dot 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 ground after it. Like it made sense to me. Yeah, sure. So we had we had some music submissions. So I'm actually gonna like just kick this show off with like an actual um, song from said submissions. This first song is actually gonna be from uh, a band called Jackpipe. Jackpipe is a crude and fun loving as a heavy metal and hardcore crossover band can be. With all the gruff, big mouth charm and deeply buried but ever-present, enduring sentiment that helps define the Big Apple. These guys are from New York. New this York. song is actually called Take Me to the Buffet, and it's fun as shit. Enjoy. <laughs>
called the big apple is there, a, is there a reason for that i feel like it's a really old reason like like i mean i mean lemons they lost johnny appleseed well, no they didn't well it's the flamingo town now whatever well we had the seed and like new There's york had like the big coming apple. into on route Not anymore it's a flamingo sign oh they changed it yeah mm-hmm. now the now it's legendary legendary Leo Min's door it's like wow they, well, the, the uh, apple you know, seed family must have wanted well too the much thing money. is is that you can't really Brand a dude who walked through multiple towns. So well, you can, but the problem. <laughs> I mean, the like, problem you can't, is, I get it, the like problem you is, is the family got wise to it, and they were like, "Wait a minute, hey, how come we're not making any money uh, on this?" Yeah. For those of you that are not aware, Lemister, Massachusetts, apparently is the home of Johnny Appleseed, which some of us uh, learned about in kindergarten. I'm not sure. Is he racist yet? Has he been outlawed? Johnny Appleseed? No, no, no. Or is that just a Massachusetts thing? Does like people outside of Massachusetts know anything about Johnny Appleseed? I bet he has a sex tape. Disney made a movie about Johnny Appleseed. Did they really? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Like, well, there you go. I don't understand it. Like, well, we erase his history because now it's legendary Lemonster. It's no longer the home of Johnny Appleseed. Erase Johnny Appleseed. I'm from Lemonster. Erase Johnny Appleseed. Like, why? I mean, we are known for a crazy, psychotic idiot who fucking planted apple trees with a freaking pot on his head. (laughs) Have you ever seen the uh, the star in the apple? Yes. If you cut it the right way. Yes. Okay. Just make sure. Isn't that anyway, we're digressing. That, that's where Fred Durst got the... We're like 10 minutes into this episode. We're digressing like something fierce. I love it. But by all means. I've had whiskey. Have metal headlines. Take it away, gentlemen. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I want you to go I have, first. I have a concert cancellation. Or a you have a concert? Concert cancellation. Go ahead. Okay. Cancellation your you concerts. A, you have a what to your what? Well, a tour cancellation. Con- cancellation. Oh, my goodness. goodness. Holy fudge words, man. Jesus yeah. Christmas. What are you drinking? Fireball. Motor oil? <laughs> You want some? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it is antifreeze. I don't want to be here anymore. I think it's um, better with the antifreeze. Anyway, continue. So, uh, Monster Magnet ah. had to cancel their European tour. Look, you, you can puke at the last album, Marcus, okay? Because I'm right there with you. But before you puke, listen to the other stuff. Because it beats 95% of the heavy metal that's out there today. End of story. Uh-huh. I'm not going to have this conversation with you, Jay. Because you can't. Continue. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, Monster Magnet. Uh, here, Okay, here's their fi- official statement on Facebook. Unfortunately, due to a recent medical diagnosis that requires treatment to start immediately, I am forced to cancel this summer's Monster Magnet tour of Europe. Uh, I am hopeful that we will return to the road in early 2020 with a tour celebrating power trip and more. Um Apparently, it is a tonsil problem. Hmm. So I assume lead singer related. Yeah. It would be, uh, it's probably the bass play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't play bass without my tonsils. <laughs> we can't find another bass player to fill in. Maybe he's deaf and he uses his tonsils as like sonar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, if I had to, to guess, yeah, it's possible that this is, you know, on the up and up. It's also possible that. The, the lead singer has ballooned up another 50 pounds so due, to, due to prescription drug use. So he's um, just trying to lose weight, I guess? There was a point in bet- like right before they released the, the last album mm-hmm. um, where I saw pictures of him and I was like, who is the guy who ate him? <laughs> like, because <laughs> it, it, what happened? That seems to be a common thing. Um, but Axel he was Rose spindly, and... like Iggy Pop spindly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so was Axel Rose, though. I mean, he was just a tiny yeah. little thing, and then it. You know. True, but part of part of part of Axel is Botox. So, <laughs> I think Axel's forehead enters the room before. But he didn't have the bandana to cover it. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's that's my uh, breaking news. That was today. Okay. Okay. So if you're in Europe and listening, which is possible because apparently we're getting listeners from Australia and shit. Dozens of people are going to be disappointed. Monster Magnet? You wish. You wish. Please don't make me have this conversation. You started it. Do another story. Do another story. You don't want to. All right. So this one's actually from June 9th. Um, Updated June 13th. Uh, Obviously, if we haven't known about this by now. Uh, the Rockport Police Department has sworn in a new officer. 
Jeremy Spencer, the former drummer of Five Finger Death Punch. He's now, yeah, he was voted best drummer in 2015 by Loudwire. But uh, that Sunday, he put down the sticks and traded in for a badge. You get a best of from Loudwire? 2015. You best, agree with that? Do I agree with that? I think he's fine. Okay, okay I'm just I'm just asking. Like he, being a he, drummer. <clears throat> Let's put this right. Without getting nah, too Do much hate mail. Hate him. No, 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 no. We'll get how, without getting too much hate mail. Um, the the way <laughs> I'm trying. I've been waiting for so it. So the way I think of it is is I think of it this way. So Neil part with Rush. Yeah. If you just heard Rush really on the radio, like the normal like radio songs, you wouldn't and never heard of them before. You'd be like, the drummer's fine. Your average consumer isn't diving deeper into right. it. Doesn't same, hear the nuance. Same with it. with Five Finger. You'd heard him. It's like, yeah, he's fine. But like when you see him live and stuff, and they do like the other stuff that's not related to the music they play. That's when, when they that's have when a you shine. Free reign. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so, 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 so well, it's cool yeah, to get he's talented. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah, of course he's talented. When, yeah, yeah. when you figure that most of the greatest drummers of all time are jazz drummers. Exactly. And, they play the slowest shit, and, and then you watch well, them live. You know, by themselves. Exactly. And they just go because they don't. Goddamn they're octopus. They don't have a, a, a form to what they're doing. I mean, I digress again. I was just actually curious about the the best of. I don't know, but um. No, that's a that's a that's a cool story because like obviously like Five Finger Death Punch puts like a lot of um, a lot of uh, tributes to like the uh, the armed forces the um, of course the army. army tribute the those that those that serve like firefighters police and like whatnot so it just seems like a really f- like fit like a glove move that one of their own I'm actually curious if you would, like so don't you have to go to like academy for that you think he did that before yeah. he was like in uh, Five Finger Death Punch How old is he Christ. Fifty-four. He's up there. He's probably mm, late thirties. I was gonna say thirties. Is that it? That's not. Uh, that, that's my guess. That's usually, pa- that's usually past the point where you actually become a cop that walks the, the streets. Well, so I say. I wonder if like before he joined the band, like he must have taken care of like all the academy and like all that stuff, and then like. Well, that or he's like, just hey, rocking a desk. So he, yeah, it says right here the Rockport, uh, Rockport Police Department has been training Jeremy to become one of their own, a group he's always looked up to. I think he's always wanted to. It's one okay. of those things. You get sucked into other stuff. But it happens. Is he going to be a cop or is he yeah, going to be an actually, administrator? He's actually. Uh, it says. There's a question. I mean, I is he going to let me off for having my bag of weed <laughs> or not? That's all I want to know. Screw that. This is Massachusetts. It's only it's only <laughs> legal in like what twelve states or something. Eleven. Eleven. He's 11. been with uh, Five Finger for fourteen years, by the way. It's a long time. That's a long time. time. That's like 28 albums in Five Finger Death Punch years. And uh, he quoted here, uh, life's about experience, uh, experience. So to me, this was great. And I think this is going to be a great, to be great now. It sounds weird. But he, he wants to, see, he likes to see it, that it impacts everyone's life. And it's so important what they do. You know, it's, actually, it's, it's just going through my head. Like, did he, are he in the, the lead singer? From the same town. I have no idea. I'd be curious if he became a cop just so Red. we could pull him over <laughs> drunk. <laughs> just, just keep an eye on him from the like, I'm watching you. <laughs> we all know you're a junk asshole. I know where your stash is <laughs> in the van. Okay, so he is now officially part of the police department part time. Well, he doesn't have to work full time. He's got money. There has to be royalties. 
Yeah, I but mean, are they I mean, he, I'm sure he'll still get them. Don't get me wrong. They're the type of band. They're the type of band that rake it in from like Spotify. Yeah, they put a three albums a year. I mean, yeah, how the too. hell could they not that's be like too. raking it in? My God, they were. I mean, most of the yeah, but they don't the get radio, radio play. Oh, yeah, at least not up here. Oh yeah, really? All yeah. I ever the hear one, is the same uh, shit. The one with Blue on Black right now is yeah, like that's huge. huge. Really. The one with uh, Rob Halford's on there a lot. Uh, Wrong Side of Heaven's on a lot. Um, what That's is a it? good song. The though. fucking uh, the cover, um, Bad Company. Still play that. Jekyll, you know what I mean? Like Jekyll and Hyde had a whole thing on yep. on the uh, the Octane. Their Faith No More cover is, is shit. Oh, I played that one. You and I, yeah, we discussed that. Did we? From out of nowhere. What's the song? It's off of the uh, uh, Avengers soundtrack. From out of nowhere. Oh, I don't. Remember that, but I take your word for it. That was weird because, like, I thought you were saying, like, we discussed that from out of nowhere. Like, all, <laughs> all of a sudden, we discussed <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, that was like one of the songs. Where, like, I'm pretty sure we discussed it. It was one of those mornings we were driving. Work oh, like one of those. The ones that I don't remember the, <laughs> the morning. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. It's, I mean, it just has none of the. So, this is a, this is actually, this is a cool story. I actually, I dig this one. I like that. No, I like I like his mugshot cool. and like in his uniform. Yeah, he's all tatted up. It's so funny because like every time you've ever seen him play, he's got the mohawk. He has the the skull face paint. You know what I mean? And now you see him shaved head and like regular outfit. You're like, what the fuck's that? Like get, you just don't like. You know what I mean? I just want to get pulled over by that guy. Officer Sedenko, license and registration, motherfucker. Hold on a second. I'd like to put on a drum solo on your hood. <laughs> You're right. I'll double bass your face. <laughs> There's a guy you don't want to get kicked by. Nope. Like, Dude, his legs must be huge. Those donkey guys, legs. He must run miles. Donkey legs. If you're going to get you put, punched. You, I've always wanted to put a Fitbit on Anthony like during a show. Oh, and just no. see how many miles he runs like no during like a 20-minute oh, like no. set. <laughs> I don't want to Why know. is it smoking? I, I What'd do, you do to my Fitbit, you asshole? <laughs> I, do one, on I do one bass pedal, and after about 20 minutes, I want to die. <laughs> Is that in uh, Rock Band? Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> wow, good call. 100%. Oh. Hey, drums on Rock Band, you can say what you want about I love else. the drums the on drums Rock on Band. The drums on Rock Band are the closest thing in that game to being able to play an instrument. I, you gotta play it it's on not an, great. you got to play it on Expert, though. If you want every single thing, I have to play it an expert because it confuses the like, piss out of me if I don't because it least, doesn't go with the song. At least playing like, ah. it on easy and and <laughs> like it's like taking the beginner course of drums. Like it's the, the best way to learn an instrument using rock band. Now that we have fully like digress, I would just like to say I've actually I heard I've it, actually Trail, I've actually time. beat the level like I beat like whatever on like rock band. I got to the like the last song, oh, and the last song was um, the, oh shit, it's um. Through fire and flames. That's guitar. No, hero. that's guitar hero. That was guitar hero. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shit. I'm oh, sorry. there's no drum track for that. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck you twice. Yeah, that's that's the guitar. I'm stuff. getting. I'm getting my. I'm getting my. The, I mean, the, you're, you're, you're right. I'm getting confused, but I remember getting pissed off because I couldn't play that either. The police. All I did was kept fucking up. Oh, fuck it, that song. I bet it was the police. Fuck that song. The police, like yep. surprisingly, have a, a you know very the, very complex. You know what the worst part about that song is the guitar because it's do 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 do. Do 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 message the ball just over the over and over and over and over and it's like please end. Just please end. It's got some interesting changes up in it. It's like, what the uh, fuck? It's, it's, right. Okay, I'm gonna break up the digression real quick. I'm gonna introduce the track. Hey, we've already had two news. This band is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This band is uh, called Terror Garden. This band is also from uh, New York. They're from Long Island. Not more New York. apples. 
Um, they cite, hey, I'm walking here. This band citing say influences. Long Island. Yes. Oh, they're not from New York. It's like New York City, isn't it? No, the rest of the boroughs will tell you Long Island uh-huh. is not New York. I don't think they're. Oh, what's the word? Socially, okay, guys, socially connected. Guys from Terror Garden, I'm so sorry if this is not okay with you. Um, citing influences ranging from 1970s classic hard rock to today's modern metal scene. For the love of God, just let me read this. I don't even know where I am right now. Um, this is actually this yeah, is just, actually coming off of the uh, the, the band's um, second inde- independent effort. This uh, this album is called Karma and Chaos. Um, this was released in May twenty fifth May twenty fifth of two thousand eighteen. Um, this song is Selfie Queen. Enjoy.
So for our, uh, this will be our, our main, mm, main, I can't say main topic. Main mm, news story. Main news story. Main headline? There we go. Head, uh, headline? Like headline? Front page. Headliner. Front page. Our headliner. <clears throat> uh, so our beloved Dave Mustaine has, and if you don't know, that's, you know, Megadeth. If you don't know that, then stop listening. Pretty much. Yeah, you're good. Pretty much. <laughs> By now, if you haven't figured turn, it out. Turn in your metal card. Uh, yeah, it's your... Um, but uh, he's been diagnosed with throat cancer. Fortunately. Um, and this is kind of the... When he uh, tweeted it out and whatnot, uh, this is the main quote that everyone kind of saw. But he said, I'm working closely with my, uh, with my doctors. We've mapped out a treatment plan, which they feel has a 90% success rate. Oh, that man will get the best health care oh, sure on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if there is any chance of him keeping his voice intact, mm-hmm. he will do it. So, uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they've had to cancel most of their upcoming tour concert. Now That was a big one because it was an anniversary tour. Yeah, plus you have the Mega, mega Cruise that was oh, coming up as well. Yeah. So, October 13th to the 19th. It will still be departed, and the band will be a part of it in some form. So they won't actually be like... I mean, they might play here and there, but I don't think they'll actually be full-blown. See, the thing is, is I think the fans will still go. And the Megadeth fans are still... Sure, sure. What they'll need to do in order to make it successful, and so people don't absolutely hate themselves for still going, is make it more like a con on a cruise ship. Instead of making a traveling right. concert now, yeah. now turn it into a convention mm-hmm. where, like, you can go and you can watch these guys put on a demo. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, talk to them about how they play. You know, um, more interactive now that Dave Mustaine isn't there. Right. Sure. Um, I'll just read verbatim here real quick the actual full Instagram post that he put out. Um, so this was. Not telling me when it was, but it got 22,000 comments on it, so, but, uh, so it says, I've been diagnosed with throat cancer. It's clearly something that was, sorry, something to be respected and faced head on, but I've faced obstacles before. Metallica. Uh, (laughs) and it said about the working closely with doctors. Uh, next one says, um, unfortunately this requires that we cancel most shows this year. The uh, mega cruise will happen. The band will be part of it in some way or form. All up-to-date information will be at Megadeth.com, as we get it. Uh, Megadeth will be back on the road. They are working on an album now as well, so that will still be pushed forward. Um, time. Yeah, for... it says right here, uh, Kiko, David, and I are in the studio working on the follow-up to Dystopia. So, pretty much. That is the perfect political climate for a Megadeth album, so. Right. That would be it would make sense. But yeah. Obviously, anytime like one of the, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a Megadeth guy by any means. I mean, th- I think we've documented that like <laughs> on many occasions. I mean, they have some stuff that like, I'm, I'm just not a diehard. Then there's a lot of things that I just don't get like kind of a thing. But like anytime, I mean, he, it is what it is. Like the guy's an icon. Right. So and we've lost paid his dues. We've lost we've lost so many over like the last couple of so years. Now, like, I was actually going to mention that Marcus. Like, is, can we consider this a feel good story? Like he's not dead. 
Right. Like, <laughs> well, no, but it, you know what's interesting? Like, when something like this, like, comes up, it's like, you know, like, he's still here. He's obviously going to, like, fight, and, you know, like, you know, all the all the blessings and prayers that you can possibly, like, send, like, in his direction. That way, like, he can smooth recovery and, like, continue on with, like, his life, not only for his friends and family, but, like, you know, for us uh, music lovers, because that's what we are, and that's what they are to us, pretty much, you know. The, the, the music community is always family. Mm-hmm. So like when we lose when we lose one of our own, it's gonna it's gonna it hits right in the field. I know you guys can't like hear my my, <laughs> my uh, unless chip. you're a country artist. Fuck yourself. <laughs> oh stop it! No, we, we we wish no death on nobody. Uh, Maybe crippling sickness, but no There we go. <laughs> really horrible diarrhea. <laughs> but now, but now, see, this is the thing: is we're hitting that time period. Where now all these guys, you know, 70s, 80s, that's when the music came out. Now they're going to start hitting that age peak where stuff like this is it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's, it's you know, it's going to hit them and it's just going to, you the, know. The reason why it, the, these, these deaths and these sicknesses and these diseases and stuff that are coming up in the musical artists that we know and we love and, and even the entertainers and like actors and stuff like that is because we're getting older. And as you get older, the ones you grew up with get older too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we are convinced because marketing and makeup does a great job of convincing us that the bands we grew up with are the same age as us, right. but they're not. Mm-hmm. Typically, they're around 10 to 20 years older than us. Mm-hmm. Fred Durst was up there singing to 16-year-olds my generation when he was 40. Right. If I may, there's a certain immortalness to like these guys. To some of the older ones, yes. Fucking fucking what's his uh, name? Absolutely. The Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger. He's just like yeah, a thousand I... years old, and he's fucking jumping around. Oh, like you know, he just got out of the hospital. And he's scary looking though. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but that's Skeletor. Yeah. But he just. But I mean, you got him who looks like Skeletor, and then you have Keith Richards. Uh, uh, who looks like a goblin from oh, a, I, I, Jim Henson like, movie. Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I go oh, yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what? Our music community, man, we're, we're all a family. And, like, that's why I say, like, Megadeth is, like, immortal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, th- there's a mortality there that, like, you don't really consider the fact it's, like, you know, someday, poof, gone. Mm-hmm. You probably can't pick a modern, regardless of the genre, the subgenre of, of metal, you, you probably can't find a band out there today that hasn't been influenced in some way by Megadeth. Oh, no. Sure. Um, and whether or not they know it or not, because they may have been influenced by a band that was influenced by Megadeth. Right. Um, that's how much of an impact Megadeth has had on metal. Um, they, they have affected generation. No. You're laughing. You're, the same thing could be said for Metallica. As much as I hate giving them credit, no, no, no. This is about Metallica. I wanted to actually set a preset. We, we're not talking about Metallica today. I already talked about Metallica. It, it, they Did go you? hand in hand. You bit. have to. Oh, that's fine. It's, they do. It's kind they of do. the one. Red Sox, Yankees. I'm laughing yeah. because I was going to say I'm in a band. I'm not influenced by Megadeth. But I respect the hell out of them. No. What? What's your your specific subgenre that you've created though? Dragon uh, Metal. Fuzzy Dildo Metal. I think Dragon Force would 
argue with you Ooh, that, they they can, that they created Dra- Dragonflies go fuck themselves. Guess what? We don't and have if speed we really machines. Would, like speed machines. And then I could ar- argue with Dragon Force that Led Zeppelin did it. What about Draconia? Led Zeppelin is not dragon metal. Um, their song. Okay, go back to the Ramble go back to the Rindo story. We're digressing again. I'm gonna I'm gonna label this episode. I digress. Beautiful. All right. But yeah, I mean we you know we send our thoughts and prayers to him and hope for the best. That's all you can do. And his his team of doctors, scientists. Honestly, I want to see him become a cyborg. I mean that's probably you know it's actually happened. this is um. He uh, he did it. Yeah. Fred um, Davis Dane did a um, did a did an interview on a WAF. Uh, I I'm I'm having a hard time remembering if it was last summer or if it was the summer prior because um, he uh, he did an event with um, Ernie Bach Jr. who is a um, he's a he's a he's a car mogul. He's a car guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah he's a he's a car guy in New England, and um, he has um, he has a foundation. I'm gonna have to edit the crap out of like my speech here too, but um, he has actually he actually has like a charity foundation that has to do with like music, and I'm so sorry I can't remember the name of it, Ernie. Uh, Dave Mustaine was actually involved in this charity effort because like they did a um, they did a Christmas show where it was like an acoustic uh, Christmas act, and um, I just remember the reason why I remember this because like he did a. Um, he did an interview with like WAAF, and he was kind of like talking about like how he was been like slowing down with like the the touring process and the recording process and like whatnot, just because like his body is just like physically like breaking down. And it's kind of like it's like you know I don't I don't rehearse anymore because I just don't have the physical ability to like I'll right. show up, I'll do the set that I'm required to do, but. I mean, that's kind of like the extent. So, like, when you hear stuff like this, it's like, I mean, the man is just like physically fighting through. Like, obviously, like, and you know, outsiders looking in will like always look at like rock stars being like, oh, it's like, well, they they're living the life, quote unquote, kind it's of a lot thing. Of work. But it's more work you don't understand think. the grind, like, with the travel and the, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what it actually takes to like. Be be a musician and like I I feel like this the, this guy is actually getting it he's getting it hard and heavy I think the the only other kind of artist or performer that can probably appreciate what musicians go through are probably comedians no it's yeah um, they do the same thing you're always traveling yeah. you're like you, you don't stay for long music drives us that's a that's yeah. the foundation that ernie box jr that i just it just came to me music um music drives us and like he has like so many like great events except apparently jay doesn't like him he's a douchebag <laughs> yeah. I, I know a guy that works for him and like i hear some pretty phenomenal stuff i'm kind of jealous so since uh well we already know the the main event and where it will be going to, so they'll be part of this top ten. Uh, so this is actually. Uh, Are you trying to say the choice is no brainer today? Yeah, pretty much. So this are these are ten metal songs that make a great history lesson. Ooh. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, so the first one on here is Nile, the essential salts. Which I'm not a Nile. I don't know. I don't listen to Nile. I know of them. I know they're very popular. Uh, That's but, an interesting so choice. So I'm sure if you understand, Nile is Egyptian. 
Uh, so, Egyptian history fanatics Nile have penned countless songs about one of the most fascinating cultures in all of history, the essential salts, described as a ritual of reanimation by boiling cut-up parts of the body and bones until the water is gone, and all that is left is a white substance. This contains the salts of the subject for reanimation, which will then turn the flesh as words are spoken. The song goes on to describe that what takes place next and what will happen if the salts are contaminated. The reanimated subjects will experience lunacy and must be yes. immediately killed. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Killed. So essentially it's about, you know, Egyptian. And they literally have like one of the fastest drummers in the world. He's fucking retarded. He's unreal. Uh, next. So this song is educational. Yes. Very. This is where we're well, going with this. It's educational okay, uh, if you want to reanimate dead bodies. Now I want to substitute teach a history class. I think I just became like a, <laughs> I think I think I just became like a huge Nile fan. Uh, so next on the list, and this is kind of where my last my first uh, comment was: uh, Iron Maiden, Alexander the Great. Uh, the Iron Maiden have written about history quite a lot. I was going to say. I mean, they're it's on pretty, here a couple yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, while most Maiden songs involve histories offer some reflection, this one is treated more like a brief history lesson of one of the world's greatest conquerors. Uh, the song offers insight into his life, born of Philip Maston, and details a chronological series of events. The location of major, uh, major battles and opponents are enough for anyone to earn an A on a quiz. I mean, you know, Bruce Dickinson's always been very heavy and yeah. Uh, next is uh, Anthrax, Indians. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, New York Thrash Masters Anthrax released the landmark Among the Living in '87, which contains a song about a shameful mark on the European settlers of North America. Indians highlights the regretful actions that were taken against the Native American tribes, which I believe Maiden Run to the, run hills, to the hills is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe they wrote it together. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, you do mine, I'll do yours. Alright, here we go. Let's face it, every, <coughs> like most of the right, yeah. was in, you know. Uh, Anthrax write about some of the horrors faced by the Native Americans. Uh, I'm gonna ju juxt juxtaposed? I'm sure that's said yes. differently. No, is that, that, is that's that how you correct. say it? Okay, yep. that sounds right. Uh, by notions of peace and desire for a world without prejudice. <clears throat> Next, Marcus. Ice Earth. Yes! Hold at all costs. <clears throat> it's uh, my kind of list, man. <laughs> uh, Ice Earth main man John... Waiting for Mastodon. Yeah. John <laughs> Schaffer is an American history buff. Fun fact. Schaffer. It could be both. Uh, even owned his own historical collectible store called Spirits of 76. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, I love the sound of Ice Earth in the morning. Uh, the uh, Glorious Burden is a debut of Tim Ripper Owens fronting Ice Earth in an album dealing predominantly with American history and patriotic themes. Hold It All Cost is about the second day of the Battle of Gettysburg during the American Civil War. The Union's left and right flanks were assaulted by waves of attacks. Out of ammo, there was no option for retaliation, but to charge the next wave with bayonets on the rifles. A major turning point, the Union held off the Confederacy in the deadliest battle of the war. Just like the trooper. <laughs> it all goes back to Iron Maiden. I'm sorry. Uh, you know? <laughs> they made us look like assholes, man. We gotta, we gotta write like an intelligence song about like something important. Yep. 
involving dragons. Well, uh, I'll do some history and we'll find one. Maiden's very, very, like, outspoken. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they just bury, well, not even necessarily bury it. They just talk about historical They shit. do, they do. Um, next up, we have Hail of Bullets. Stalingrad, which I'm sure we can guess what that's about. So, the Dutch death metal supergroup Hail of Bullets have dubbed themselves World War II Metal. Because <laughs> why the hell not, I guess. Uh, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Right this, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, the mon- uh, moniker... Mo- yeah, moniker suits them uh, the theme very well as the band tackles an array of incredibly specific topics in World War II. Uh, the Battle of Stalingrad is one of the most notorious battles from the war. Halo Bullets doesn't tread lightly here, detailing the chain of events that unfolding during the battle with brutally vivid imagery of the dead peppered in for the death metal. That's not, that, that, whoever wrote that is a bad yeah, man. That didn't make any sense. Uh, Martin Van Druen's intelligible vocals help Stalingrad serve as a mini-lesson on the battle. So next time you're in history class and are discussing World War II, just, you know, play some death metal. Educate someone. I'd give you bonus points. <laughs> right? It better not be no skinhead shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, next is Sabaton. Which okay, I've, another interesting choice. Uh, Primo Victoria, Swedish power metalist Sabaton, which I feel like they're just kind of like, we're going to be like Ramstein, but I, Swedish. less fire. <laughs> I'm serious. Less, uh, less lighting of the body on and, fire. And more, more chapless, assless, uh, chapless straps. So, okay, so they go more the Judas uh, Priest route. Yes. <laughs> um... So they, they pride themselves on writing about military history, which is true, because a few of the Sabaton songs I have are based off that. And uh, Primo Victoria is the opener of the band's debut album. I've got no sound on the right. I don't know if it's... A, okay. I didn't, well, I didn't know if it was the feed, gotcha. and I just wanted to... Yep. Good. Make sure it wasn't the recording because that would suck. So, and I got edited. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I, <laughs> I gave it a pause for a reason. Uh, Primo Victoria is the opener of the band's debut album of the same name. The song is about D Day and sports a marching tempo to invoke the feeling of war. The lyrics deal with the mindset of the soldiers about to land on the beaches of Normandy, knowing the risk of not making it back alive. Uh, the brotherhood mentality of the army is in play here, describing that dying is selfish because others have died before, and the overall aim is to destroy the Nazis. Fun. Fun. This is fun. So uh, intelligent. Uh, Rush. The Manhattan Project. Not the song I thought they were going to pick. Uh, Russia referred to as a progressive rock band, but they've dabbled in sounds akin to the term heavy metal. Thus fitting for this list. Anyway, Rush consistently, consistently wrote thought-provoking lyrics with no exception here. They meld their reflection into a bit of history about the song's namesake, which was the name of the project to develop the atomic bomb. Lyrics are predominantly vague, but enough to inform listeners about the project and subsequent events. 
they expressed the regret felt by those who commanded the dropping of the atomic bomb on Japan. And in the last verse, give the name of the pilot and the month of the event. Fun fact. So you can thank Rush when you nailed that Jeopardy question. Fun fact about Rush. The guy I work with, um, when he was in high school, a uh, kid in his class, the song The Trees, uh-huh. he took the lyrics from that song and put it on a paper and made that his project. And he, got, he like totally I passed. believe it. I believe it. No one knew that song. It's a great song. Like you know what I mean? It's very like the the idea behind it, like the story. I thought that was funny. Uh, Slayer is up next. Uh, Angel of Death. (laughs) This says his (laughs) yes, which makes sense because the Nazis were they were called certain groups were called the Angels of Death. Uh, The Jeff Henman Hainman, whatever, pen song. Uh, depicts numerous terrors that took place in the Nazi concentration camp in Auschwitz. Uh, the title is taken from the nickname of Joseph Mengele, who was a sick fuck. That guy is that, that, that guy. That, that guy is a bad man. An understatement. He is a bad. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he is infamous for the medical acts of horror described in the song. His gruesome experiments of the Jewish prisoners are only given. I'm sorry, are given only in small details here. But they are more than enough to turn your stomach inside out. So this fits Slayer quite well. <laughs> like, if you didn't know better, you'd be like, oh, cool, Slayer song. But Now, the, the it, <clears throat> question is, is do you... What what stance do you take on this? Writing a song about Mangala. <clears throat> um, because there are some people who will listen to the song and consider it as glorifying it. Sure. Um, are they doing that? No. No, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but no, I, I see your point. I do. And this is where we get into right a, a gray area, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about bands talking about history. Yeah. No. Um, true. Very true. Because it, it just it made me think of you know the different things that people can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I once met a kid. Uh, um, he did, did like war reenactments. Okay. He did World War II reenactments. Okay. He reenacted the German side. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> and I felt weird about that. Okay. So that it made me think about that because it's like, do you sing about it to show off the travesty, or you know, do you, or do you let it just die? Like. Well, I get you. I mean, I suppose it depends who you are. But you know what I mean, like how you perceive it. Sure. Honestly, you, you know, and I it's, think it really that's why it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Like, totally agree. Question about it, uh-huh. you know. Uh, let's see how many we got left. Two, two left. Uh, Black Sabbath. Can we guess the song? <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, for it. <laughs> let's just say the generals are gathering in their masses. Which the song is not about the Animal Farm movie. Which was for some reason what I think about every time I hear the song. Is the, the, the book it, it, the book but, Animal Farm? That, right? That's not too far off. Because I think of like the pigs in it. Because you know how they turn into like pigs, sort of like in the like the kind of weird. Well, the whole like, thing about yeah, 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 you know, and they're all like big and fat, and you know, that's that's what I get in the song. Anyway, so the original title of the song was Wal Perpergus, Walpurgis, Walpurgis, uh, okay. Walrus Pus. I don't know. 
Uh, so it more was, pigs is way easier to say. <laughs> I think so. So it was originally uh, it was overly satanic, dealing with the witches, Sabbath, which you know witches gather you. Uh, the label wasn't entirely down for this, so they asked the band to change surprise, the lyrics. Surprise. Yeah, right. Uh, the result was a song that has stood the test of time and a glimpse into the global mindset of Vietnam War. War Pig serves as a time capsule and is one of I'm sorry is yeah no it's one Still of many protest songs against the war in Vietnam. So it's then yeah it's exactly what it is. Uh, I can almost picture like him going uh, as the witches in their masses. This part like how it starts. Like, witches gather in their masses, yeah. not generals. I, I see how they kind of swapped it. Uh, the song discussed the mentality of politicians in war versus the people they sent to the death in the field. Uh, the song ends depicting the end of the war and those who ordered desperately resenting their sins. But it is too late and Satan mocks them. Which, I can, now that I know this, I can almost tell where the song, the lyrics have been swapped. Mm. The thing is, it still fits, though. You know what I mean? Like it still fits very well. Like you wouldn't even know if you if you like I didn't. You know what I mean? Easily my my favorite Black Sabbath song. <clears throat> oh lord. Uh, so we got one more song. Any any guesses, gentlemen? For about history. Mm-hmm. It's it's not one I don't think anyone will get. So. The end of the world by REM. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would make sense, but no. <laughs> Close. I, I'll take it. What you got? What you got? You actually kind of saw my thunder. Dogs like dogs like socks. Yeah, see. <laughs> that don't impress me much, Shania Twain. I don't know. I'm too sexy for my. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, we have uh, Winds of Change by the Scorpions. Ooh. I was wondering when it was gonna <clears throat> rear its ugly head. Uh, so this is a ballad. Yes, but by a quote-unquote metal band, so it still counts. Uh, the German group, which they speak no English at all, sing it fine, not speak it to save their life. Which is a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall was an emotional moment that could only be captured in a song through a band. Winds of Change. Sorry, Wind of Change describes the feeling of the wall that divided East Berlin and West Berlin for so long. And what it means for the future. Uh, tearing down the wall saw the reunification. Wow, that, that word sucked. Uh, of Germany for the first time since the end of the war, uh, World War II. Uh, it meant that most of those living in East Berlin, because of the wildly different living conditions, they faced than fellow Berliners in the West. The Berlin Wall was a gloomy reminder of the war, and the citizens could now finally move on from there. That's not in there, but it just says move on from whatever. Could stop being controlled by Russia. Yep. What lesson was your favorite and what did you learn? Were there any songs you wish were covered in class instead? Yes. Milkshakes by Kelly's. You know, it's actually okay. funny you talked about the, you talked about the Beatles like before because like I I had a whole semester about like the Beatles and like Paul is dead. Oh God! Just a semester? Like you could do a class like four <laughs> semesters on. Well, the I went to Murdoch. We didn't have that kind of. Oh, like, it was average. in high school. Good on you. Yeah, it was in high school. It's, it's the only thing I went to. I didn't go to no fucking college. My music classes sucked at Lumster High. 
feel like anything in Limit Sand sucks. I'll do a postgrad, yes. postgrad trade school. That's why I'm doing independent radio right now. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Beautiful. That was actually a really cool top ten. Yeah. I mean, I'm into that. I'm into that top ten. I know you like you like the history. You're you're like a like a closet history buff. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, <laughs> the History Channel rules. So what I'm gonna do now, I'm actually gonna introduce another track. This is um this is a band called Maniacal. Maniacal. Maniacal, thank you. <laughs> Maniacal. <laughs> Sounds like a weird brand of popsicles. <laughs> That's so much I need to do. Maniacal. <laughs> you went to trade school. Uh, I've read books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these guys are actually you, you 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 definitely came ahead, came out ahead in that that <laughs> Uh, these guys are actually hailing from uh, Port uh, Pirie, South Australia. Fancy. Nice. Maniacal is a five-piece metal band concentrating on writing original music with a style that blends groove, thrash, and death metal. Um, this is off the... the they sent us this, uh, this music. Um, this is... This Means War. Enjoy. Cross my path and get in 
Alright, so for... Coming, knock on our door. This is playing in your head. We've been waiting for you. I hate everybody right now. All this means is nobody wants to go home tonight because this episode is never going to be over. Never ending. Ever. I don't know. Should I keep that? I like that. That was good. All right, we'll keep that. We're knocking up whores. Doors, knocking on doors. For you four people <laughs> who recognize those. Come and knock up my whore. That's not right. Somebody else is just like... <laughs> wow. No, this That's is like good. a Showtime version. This one's good. I'm good with this one. So we get a Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame! Hall of Fame! Bitches! That means Fallen. the best motherfuckers ever. Yes. Yeah, so we're taking, like, this is the second episode that we're actually, like, inducting some Hall of Famers into the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack exclusive and fully deserving Hall of Fame. Except for the last round where we stopped. For fuck's sake, we're going to stop here, I swear to God, I'll shove my microphone somewhere. Oh, go on. No, I mean, I kind of like this because it kind of, I mean, we're all from different, all three of us from different musical backgrounds. And to have the kind of variety right? and, you know, to see kind of where without having, you know, um, like what we do, example, not to, not to, you know, open salt more wounds, but when we do like the uh, tournament editions, it's one of those things where it's just like, well... You know, it's me and subjective. Mark, yeah, it, it can be. It, it can very, be very subjective. So I think this works well because we all get a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say everybody gets a trophy, but. Well, what I think is interesting about this particular time, like, and I wasn't being negative when I said, except for last time. I was saying anything. I wasn't because it, we, we, we started off the Stop first probing round. me. No. <laughs> he I, likes, I, it. He likes to be probed. We started off the first round. Our first inductions were a. Hey, look, this isn't going to be, you know, a question. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the people, like, that we think. Yeah, that was a free, that was a free um, thing. Yeah, we, gra- we, gra- we grandfather some people mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I, I, that wasn't negative. I so was just saying. We have three more inductees into our Hall of Fame today. And we reached out. We reached out to the we community, did. which we'll talk about that, like, in a little bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about it. I think that we should now. talk about it now. We should probably talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we should now. probably talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so now. We, we, we reached out because, like, what, what, what ended up happening was, like, all the hosts put up uh, two nominations yeah. for in- inductees today. Now, we're going to take the fan vote into consideration, mm-hmm. but, I mean, ultimately, the hosts are all going to pick one of their nominations to go into the Heavy Metal of a Six Pack. Well, uh, yeah, Hall of Fame. But I think we can also all agree that, given the list that we like, the, the People, the bands that we all picked. There was one band. Yeah, there was one. Where that, yeah. all three of us, literally, as soon as the person picked it, we were like, "Yeah, no, that they're going in." Yes, I know. And I'm going to talk about that like, in a minute. Well, it's I funny talk because about when when my, uh, so I'll, I'll go through quick everybody's choices. So uh, Marcus had Iron Maiden and Corn. Um, I went a little more new school. I went Volbeat and Atreyu, and Jay uh, decided to watch Alice in Wonderland, and we got Alice in Chains and Alice Cooper. So. And, and Marcus actually reached out to me, and he was kind of like, well, should I do Iron Maiden? Because it's kind of obvious. I'm like, yeah, but it might not be. Because, funny story. I meant for poll purposes. No, 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 and, and yep. I get that. But here's the funny story behind it, is that uh, a guy that I work with, Mike Petro, which I think we've brought up like every episode. But anyway, um, 
he was saying that he was at uh, the mall one day with his kids and this, he was he heard two kids talking right and he's like oh check out this new shirt he's like it's the Iron Madden it's like have you ever heard of them he's like no but the band this band this shirt is fire yep that was literally that was literally the conversation you know yeah, what I mean I, like uh, that's and that's kind of was like well maybe uh, I nominated him purely on merchandising exactly you could. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of it's part of my argument. I it's think coming. It's they have had, an amazing like merchandising. They, they do. Angle. They really do. I mean, when you have a mascot like that, that's that's so recognizable. As soon as you see him, it's like boom. I if you it. haven't watched their new ad for their ad, so why don't we talk about the poll results? It. Okay, poll results. So um, I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top. Because why the hell not? Yeah, so, we don't have to talk about numbers. Just go, you know, right down. No, I, I want numbers. We're gonna want some numbers in here. Okay, numbers so, and structure. Uh, one one vote for Slipknot, because I guess somebody thinks. Okay, it's that funny. was a that was a fan ad. So yes. thank you for butting in on our. Uh, next up, I, is... agree, I agree eventually, <laughs> but that's coming later. Uh, next up is Audio Slave. I guess they can just add whenever they want. It's fine. I don't agree with that one. So uh, my I put a sad face next to it, but uh, my Atreyu only got one. Muffins. Uh, Alice Cooper right up behind it with a three. Uh, Volby behind that with a six. Ooh, Volby had a end of the end. Yep. End of and then Allison there. Chains kind of jumped to a ten. Corn uh, just slid by with an eleven within mm-hmm. like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, like they kind of yeah. And then uh, the mighty Iron Maiden is a thirty-six. Yeah. So I have one and two with my nominations. Yes, you do technically. God damn. So like. All that all that says to me is like Marcus means fire. Now we're gonna use that word a lot. <laughs> fire. Put fires out. Yeah, yeah, fire. Okay, so gross. For those of you, <laughs> if you is. if you are listening, obviously, thank you very much for like participating in our polls. We've had some like really ridiculous stuff up there, like if a microphone is like blue or gray, which really started as like some heavy debates. Oh Jesus! Which Jesus? <laughs> yes. We're we're just trying to comically like settle an argument, guys. Like everybody, just calm your. Taco was not a color. I disagree. <laughs> you know what? I love the guys that it's said red, hard shell, or soft taco. Actually, like, I, I actually put the taco one, so it's fine. Yeah, those guys are fucking awesome, and like we announced that like for for mm-hmm. like wait well in advance, and like the debate went on uh-huh. about like I heard about screen resolutions and like all. It's like guys, calm down, man. We're just trying to have a good time here. Mm-hmm. Shit. But okay, so here's the fact. This is the se- this is the second episode. So I'm I'm going to talk about Iron Maiden, our brand new inductee into our Hall of Fame, Iron Maiden. I think that deserves a yeah. It deserves yeah, little little golf clap for Iron Maiden. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing, Iron Maiden was easily a first round ballot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, they probably should have been here episode one. But yeah. you know why they weren't here episode one? Because, like, everybody knows that fucking Iron Maiden right. is, like, a Hall of Fame, like, inductee. Like, Are they actually inducted in the Hall of... No, they refused to support it. No, oh, fuck a... them. Okay, I didn't, no, I wasn't no, sure. No, I didn't know. Screw, if, I was curious. Like, screw the actual Hall of Fame. Right. I'm talking about, like, our Hall of Fame. Like, you know what? We went through one episode of Hall of Fame votes. And, like, I knew from day one that, like... Iron Maiden's a Hall of Famer. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I knew yeah. from day one that, like, but I had one freebie, and I'm like, whatever. And that was me, I'm yep. sneaking my band in there. In flames. In flames. I'm sneaking my in flames in there before I bring up the word Hall of Fame. Or, excuse me, before I bring up the word Iron Maiden okay. for our Hall of Fame. But here's the thing. 
Hall of Fame, um, our Hall of Fame, and Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden has done like so many things. Like one, they revolutionized an industry. Um, they they created a musical icon. Bruce Dickinson is a musical icon because of Iron Maiden and Iron Maiden music. We actually kind of joked about it, like merchandising. Like people just buy Iron Maiden oh, yeah. T-shirts mm -hmm. just because. There's Eddie. a new one out. Yeah. Just because, and this has been going on for like decades oh, yeah. now. No, it always has been. There like, was always that one kid in school who had an Iron Maiden shirt. Always, At any given day of the week, there was always somebody wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. No, that's fair. It's a band that's been, that has been active since 1975, which, if you actually put that in perspective, is very impressive because, like, it is 2019, and there are tickets on sale right now for them at the Xfinity Center. Mm -hmm. With a Book of Souls. The Book of Souls. And there is a future tour already in the making of them and Judas Priest together. Yes. That's a show. The, like the I, I'm actually in for that. Like I could be, I could be down for that. So hold on to your phones. Studio albums. Those tickets are gonna go quick. Studio albums, guys. So like, let me just like list these off, and like you tell me if you can find any favorites off of this. 1980, uh, self-titled Iron Maiden. 1981, Killers. 1982, The Number of the Beast. 1983, Peace of Mind. 1984, Power Slave. Epic album. Don't like it? Power Slave? Power Slave? Isn't that the one without Bruce Dickinson? Pretty sure it is. Not sure. Hmm. I know there's one album now, without now I want, Bruce Dickinson. Now I wonder if I'm getting my facts confused. But mm. regardless, 1986, Somewhere in Time. 1988, Seventh Son of Seventh... <laughs> seventh Son of a Seventh Son. 1990, No Prayer for the Dying. 1992, Fear of the Dark. Personal favorite. Love that. Like, love that track, Fear of the Dark. 95, The X Factor. Virtual. So, one, two. Long story short. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen studio oh, I was albums. Guess 17. <laughs> Damn. Of, of absolute epicness. Um, these guys have guitar riffs. These guys have the anthems. I mean, I, I, th I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that like doesn't know like an Iron Maiden, uh, Iron Maiden song, whether it be The Trooper, Run for the Hills, Fear of the Dark, Number of the Beast, Hollowed Be by Name, whether it's theirs or not. Don't really give a crap. Uh, two minutes of midnight, wasted years, wasting love. Ace is high. The Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Like the the uh, Iron Maiden has been influential on a global scale. Often repeated. Often, often mimicked, but never right. repeated. And there's tribute there's tribute acts for days out there okay, for like yeah. the maidens. Um, there's, there's this, there's, you, you can't put these guys in words. Like I said, they should have been first ballot Hall of Famers. We all but knew they we, were we had, we had to sneak. We all knew this day was coming. Iron Maiden, 
Welcome to the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Hall of Fame. And I believe this very show voted them the best heavy metal act of all time. I believe they were. I think so, yeah. In a battle royale. Yeah. I think so. So we're gonna undisputed them, champions. So we're we gonna consider them the first official inductee. Yeah. Well, no, we've had no, but that was our pre-round. That was kind of the opening of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but they're they're joining our our group of elites. I would almost say we consider them the first legit. That's fine. I mean, I, I'm I'm because we all knew. we all know <laughs> yeah. that we all we all know. I mean, like I said, and they 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 won our battle royale. They defeated handily. This, they def- <laughs> they defeated this mind of geniuses in yeah. an undisputed, unquestionable. All right, don't you? I was like, don't you, you want to pick a different word? <laughs> uh, going back to, uh, I had to look it up. The uh, Blaze Bailey era of Iron Maiden. I was wrong. It was the X Factor album and the Virtual uh, Eleven. Those two albums are the are the Blaze Bailey era. And then uh, Dickinson came back in 99. They were like, we ain't selling. Well, it's funny because that, um, when the X Factor came out, it was their lowest selling record of all time. So, I mean. Sorry, I didn't think it was Power Slave. I, 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 Power, for some reason, I, I thought it was. Power Slave, I feel like, was like pretty awesome. But you know what? Like, when I when I think of bands that are like, are, are deserving of like Hall of Fame status, like, I always go like, like, like Bruce Dickinson, like I said, absolute icon. Like icon, like metal icon. And these guys like have like leaped like generations. Like you talk about seventy five and oh, yeah. to, to start and it's like two thousand and nineteen and these guys are still touring. And you probably have to like stab somebody to get a ticket to like a show right now. Probably. Uh, yeah. And I they're mean, one that, of the few bands that can actually sell out stadiums. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking amazing. You know, and I still still think it's funny. And I, I brought this up a few times, but they're not on the radio. They don't need. I, I, and I, and I like, get that, but like they don't need. I have never well, heard an Iron Maiden song in the at least I have. in my generation. I have. I've heard them on the radio, but it's always like something like super edited, like kind of thing. You have yeah. to think. They don't really necessarily like go with the radio outline. Like they don't, the they don't have like the three, yeah. four, five minute song like outline, and like I, I, I you're right, but they don't need it. No, I, I totally. It's like, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say about them. Other than they have fucking, the happiest drummer in the world, dude. Any live. Out- any live thing of, of fucking Iron Maiden, you look at Nico when he's fucking like all teeth and he's like, yeah, look at me, I play so, drums. I say I, I don't know what else to say about him. Like the thing is, I, I've also had I've I've had the privilege of seeing them live, but I haven't have haven't I haven't had the privilege of seeing them live as like a headliner act. So I have not seen like the Festival full on form. story. But what I will say is like even like their story like comes to life. Like these guys are like telling a story, mm-hmm. man. And like they have a show, and like they're like everything about this band is just like heavy metal. They've been doing like, it it's so long. Heavy fucking metal. Like if you go to a Maiden show, like you're getting your face ripped off. Like that's like that's like kind of the point. And it's just beautiful. It's awesome. And now I don't have anything else to say. About it. 
they belong there. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Rough. Right. Our first inductee, even though we didn't inductee first. Yeah. Our first, first official. official inductee. Since we have our official inductee, uh, we'll do kind of like some honorable mentions. I think we should each pick. Marcus doesn't count because he's actually one. Between me and Jay, we'll kind of talk about. Did I win two? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about one of our two, which we feel would 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 be an honorable mention behind it. Okay, I know we're on air, and we just discussed this off air. I'm on a chair. Okay, I'm just going to shut up. You missed the CH, but it's cool. I understand. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I like <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I like the brick that you're laying. You leave my bricks alone. I don't know what's happening here right now. Just stepping on some shit. That's all. <laughs> just fucking stomping <laughs> like an ass. All right. So, uh... <laughs> Between my two, between Volbeat and Atreyu, um, hmm, I know my Volbeat won, but from an honorable mention on my end, I would like to do my my beloved Atreyu because they're awesome. Yeah, I mean Atreyu is just always one of the bands that have always been at the top of my list, and it's funny because a lot of people that I've spoke with know, you know swap words with uh, they don't like a trade they just never they're always kind of like just get out of here you're gross uh, I think they've always been one of those bands that kind of sits in the background and they just kind of do their thing I mean it's weird now you know what the thing about it is they're not a run of a mill metalcore mm-hmm. like no. band by any means there's so much talent mm-hmm. like the There's two, more going on there. The two, the two guitarists band. in that band alone, yeah. like, probably, like, kind of, like, make, like, a whole, like, separate Miguel level. And, and don't Davis. even get me started on drummer uh, Alex. Drummer Alex, incorrect. But drummer Brendan is what you're looking Brendan, for. Brendan, excuse me. Alex is the singer. Correct. Brendan. I got you. We drink a lot here. I'm sorry. It this happens. is why I don't participate. But you can at least get an award for participation. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. No, but the fact that, that actually, so Brendan, the fact that the guy can pull off the drumming that he does do and do the back of vocals that he can do Live is like too. phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's huge. Like, how do you in even itself. keep your breath for that? It's, it's very impressive. Like I've said multiple times, I've tried it. it He's got a process. I'm like, <laughs> He's got a process. <laughs> like it, just, it just comes out all my breath at once for like the first three words. It's like, no, but I mean, I mean, even I mean, jumping off, Brendan in general, I think is the kind of driving force behind it, because his vocals are so what's the word, noticeable, um, unique, I guess. Like you know, when you hear uh, "Hell in High Water," stuff like that, like his voice is is what gets me. Like I, it's, it's very good, and it's very. Well, they, their lyrics are solid too. Like mm-hmm. they, you know. I mean, honestly, I learned to scream from listening to a trade because I like Alex's tone. I like the way he does the screaming. His, like, really low, growly stuff. So that's also a big thing, too. So, I mean... And it's they're one of the bands who kind of went through, like, the weird wave. They started, like, with the emo stuff with... Where they had the black nail polish and you know that whole kind of deal where they like first started with like suicide notes and and the curse and whatnot and then they kind of jumped into 
when they got bigger, they had Let's Sail Paper Anchor, which, I mean, that's how they got on the radio. That was kind of like their big break. That was like the, the album that really got them out there. Becoming the Bull Alone, yes. honestly, is the really... Which is unfortunate, because it's not... Which I still thought was Papa Roach when it came out. But. See, exactly. That's that's laying the brickwork for you. Which, I mean, hey. I just think they're very talented. I think they're very unique in their own sense. Um, they're, yeah. so, they're just so great. They're good. And you know what? They have an awesome live performance, which I love mm-hmm. live presence. Because I've seen so many bands in my life... Where like you have like such a high expectation like going in and like just they just disappoint you. Yeah. No, it's like and I've seen some large bands that have disappointed me live, like kind of a thing. And like Atreyu has never been one of them. Yeah, like they are they are so good. Even and with technical difficulties. Still good. Even with technical technical difficulties. What the fuck? <laughs> that was God actually, God that was so actually, mad. That was actually a pretty comical <laughs> like pretty comical, but yeah. I've always I've always loved to try you no. like you nobody convinced me could, could convince me otherwise like what I like about them too is now that they have like the new album and stuff like anybody regardless of your genre of music that you listen to you can find a song slash album that you can enjoy that makes sense you know what I would actually say it actually surprises me like and I know Becoming the Bull was like a radio hit, like kind of a thing. It surprises me that like Atreyu is not bigger. Bigger. So like compared to like what's out there, like it, it it really shocks me that like Atreyu is not like more mainstream, like more. But I think that's exactly it. You think you just said it. They're not mainstream. Like they don't. I look at Atreyu as as they were they they started off around the same time as like Three Days Grace, probably nineties, um, late nineties. Um, yeah, the Fallout Boy, and you know the emo metal scene, and the ones who have survived, who have continued to like be on radio, are the ones close. who are being played on, like. The pop radio stations, your Fallout Boy. Makes you wonder. It makes you wonder if, like, their earlier stuff, like, mm. it wasn't necessarily built for radio. And I, I feel wonder, like anyone's first album is never built for radio. Typically speaking, your first album is as close to I mean, what you want to sound bu- like. Becoming the Bull. Like that was, a, that was like what, up. like five albums into like Roughly. a trio? Uh, three, four, three, uh, four, three or four, four. Yeah. It was four. It was four albums into a trio. So, I mean, like, you didn't, I, I don't know, it's like, and around here is, like, always tough, because, like, we don't have a metal radio yeah. station anymore. We haven't had a metal radio station since, you know, like, the late 90s, right. when, like, Harder, Faster. I remember when, like, Slipknot was on the radio, and, you know, Corn and Disturbed. Right. I mean, every now and then and you'll get a DJ in this area who will get some heavy metal airtime, but it's usually late at night. Yeah. Like... We used to have hours of the right. morning. We used yeah. to have harder, faster on like AAF. Yep. It was like between ten and eleven. But I think they we used to have a, AAF have TV, now, which I rem- I actually remember like Saturday nights, like late night. You would stay oh. up until like midnight, so you could watch like AAF TV, and there was some cool raw like mm-hmm. uncut shit. See, man. I'm a Headbangers Ball kid. Yep. Like I grew up watching Headbangers House Ball. House of Headbangers Ball, and then Yo MTV Raps. That was my Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Bang, bang. 
I'm done. Mm-hmm. But that's all it takes, huh? Hey, man. <laughs> so overnight, if Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, followed up by Run DMC, The Fat Boys. So I mean, and, oh yeah, yeah, great thing. If we if we're not inducting him today, you have two out of three hosts that are. I mean, it'll be hard to keep him out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. As far as, we, as far as we're concerned. Um, What's your choice for yours? Alice 1 or Alice 2? I'm going to say Alice Cooper okay. is my honorable mention sure. because I feel Another like this pioneer. is the only <clears throat> air, like, airtime the argument of Alice Cooper is going to be able to be made. Um, without Alice Cooper... I, I, Vincent the, Damon Furnier, to be exact. <laughs> Um, son of a preacher man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, literally. Um, Catholic school and all. Uh, What's without, that horror movie? Without What's Alice that? Cooper, there I, is no kiss. There mm-hmm. is he one of the first shock none rock of the makeup wearing nope. shock rockers. There's no Rob Zombie. There's no That's Marilyn what? Manson. Nope. Um, an entire subgenre of metal potentially doesn't even get invented. Agreed. Totally um, agreed. I don't know how else to... I mean, the influence that Alice Cooper has had on music, uh, not even just about uh, The Rolling Stone album guide called him the world's most beloved heavy metal entertainer. That's which funny. is fair. Because he used to, like, hang himself on stage. He was very theatrical with everything. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, when originally he said that it, a lot Tell of the shows were vaudeville-ish. Yeah. It all goes back to Strangeland, man. That, that horror movie. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Yeah. Twisted Sister. Jesus fucking Christ. I'll let that out, too. All right. We're good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cheetah Club. I don't know Cheetah Club. At. I don't know where my brain's at. Cheetah Club is where it's at. You know the Cheetah Club? Yes. The Club for Cheetahs. No, but um, I think that was actually one of the moments in one of his... I was watching an interview with him at one point, and he was saying He's that... He's an interesting uh, dude. Yeah. Um, is that when he did one of the hanging things, he actually almost hung himself. I believe that. And it's one of those situations where he was almost like one of those like eye openers where he's like, fuck. <laughs> I'm pushing the envelope yeah, a little too far. <laughs> Passion do this. Well, I mean, but no, from a theatric point of view, I mean he's that was his thing. But he was like I was he was like one of the first to have that like dark like shock rock, exactly you know. Imagine how many people, how many kids out there got into metal, playing wanting to play metal. From just from hearing the song, no more mystery. And the guy. chicken incident. Like, you remember the chicken incident, right? I don't. Where like he had like a chicken and he threw it into the crowd, and like thinking it'd be like funny, but they literally tore it apart, like so, fucking destroyed uh, into pieces. And he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he was like, "That was not supposed to happen." <laughs> it's like, oh boy. Yeah. He so, went to confession after that show. I'm sure he did. He's a de- devout Christian. Oh, yeah. Huh? A very big golfer, too. Oh, yeah. He Huge golfer. golfer. In the area, too. Everywhere. 
think he's mainly in Arizona. I think is that's that where his, his end, house that is. That's gonna be weird if like you're on like playing 18 holes and like Alice Cooper's just like. Hey, it's Bill Murray, like. Uh, kid Random I used to, dudes. Kid I, I mean, used... he's in good company because I'm a golfer, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm down. So a kid I used to I work with, he's, he uh, he's good. he works at a uh, what is it the the clubs there the um, country club. Country club. Thank you. And Alice Cooper, remember Lou? Did you work with Lou? I didn't, but I know Lou. So he he worked with him. I'm sorry, he worked at the country club, and like he saw him golfing without Megan. He was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Like, dude, it's Alice Cooper. He's like, "What?" Like, he looks it's just like totally different. Oh god, yeah, totally different. Like, yeah. I mean, like anyone. Well, us, us rock stars are like in the golf world. We have to we have to have like a lot of personas. Yeah. So like every so often Pretty we have much. to put on like the polo and the cargo shorts. And then every so often we have to put on like the uh, mascara and yeah. black something. I think he did a few movies. Did he do any movies? I think he did a few movies, right? Alice Cooper? Yeah. Oh, he has cameos. His videos were like cameos. His videos were like movies. Because now he's in the Hollywood Vampires with uh, Joe Perry and what's his name? I Johnny Depp. That. Yeah, that was on the. <clears throat> I mean, Bob Dylan was quoted as saying that, like, to paraphrase, that Alice Cooper is one of the most underrated songwriters of all time. Bob Dylan. Um, I actually went to his uh, haunted house at the Universal Horror Nights, and he had, like, his face, like, you go in his mouth kind of thing. Don't ever question it. He's a sellout. I mean, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, aren't they all, honestly? That's the point. That's, that's why you... But he's def- he's definitely one of one of our uh, grandfathers, one of the you know the icons of no definitely. He he did a lot for for metal. Um, Arthur Brown was a major influence for him. Yeah, the Arthur Brown mm-hmm. experience, I think they used to be. Which makes sense because that guy definitely looks like a fucking Klingon. Wow. My actually my my dad saw Arthur Brown in concert. Um, it was after the hype of the, his one hit. And at the concert, every, everybody wanted to hear that one song. Nobody knew any of his other songs, the mm-hmm. Fire song. He played that and walked off stage and didn't finish the show. Makes sense. So. Makes sense. <laughs> I saw Alice Cooper with Marilyn Manson. See, that's a good cool. show. Which um, they actually sang 18 together, which is cool. They fit. They fit together. They make a good. They make a was good. Was it Johnny Lydon? Or was yes. it Johnny? I'm actually reading that right now. Johnny Rocket. Um, he said, like, the reason he became, he got into music was because of Alice Cooper. It says right here in this uh, quote, he said, I know the words to every Alice Cooper song. The fact is, if you can call what I have a musical career, it all started with me uh, miming yeah. to I'm 18 on the jukebox. Yeah. It's 2002. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm. Si, senor. You want to do some beers? Por qué? Por qué? Before we do that, I'm going to introduce one more track. Okay, yeah, do that. So, our, uh, our summer from down under. Um, I have a, I actually have a track from um, a band from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. This, uh, this band is uh, called Inverter. This is going to be off of the, uh, their album, Bare Bones. They are a hardcore metal hip hop industrial act. Interesting. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> that's a lot of... Like, you better you better come with your A-game if you're throwing all those together. That's, that's a lot of berries in your smoothie, my friend. 
track I decided to go with was uh, sixteen dollars. Not not the Vobi song. No. Okay. Sixteen dollars from Inverter. Do it. Enjoy. have to grab the beer directly and talk about it or can I just look at it from yeah, where Yeah, grab it right by the dick. And where would I find this on the bottle? The end. Which end? The short end. Can I just put my finger in it? Let's go weird real quick. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's going to be salty. And I am stuck. All right. I'm, re- I'm ready. I got the uh, I got the Kona Brewing Company. We've heard of this brewing company before because, like, these are the guys that I think they do the uh, big wave. Yes. Yeah. The small kahuna. Got yeah, it. so I decided to go with the uh, Gold Cliff IPA. This is a pineapple and... Okay, this is ale brew with pineapple and natural flavors. So apparently it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot of pineapple. Okay, th- this IPA does not taste like an IPA. So it tastes like a pineapple? It's smooth, it's nice, mm-hmm. and it's glorious. Now what really bums me out about like the Big Kona, like what I, what I found out when I purchased this 12-pack, is they're not from Hawaii at all. Oh, man. They're from, like, Oregon and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That'd be cool if they're, like, their brewery is just, like, surrounded by sand with umbrellas everywhere. Yeah, but it's not the case. But it's okay. It's because, like, you know what? They, they still make cool beer and, like, whatnot. And, like, this um, this Gold Cliff IPA does not taste like an IPA, like, in any way imaginable. Because <laughs> I do not like, like so if you're if you're not an IPA drinker, you would probably love this IPA. For the record, Good. both of your beers sound like like retirement homes. What the fuck are you talking about? It's because it's like, it's like Gold man. Cliff IPA. Yeah, the, Welcome the to the Gold Cliff. Yeah, look at this dude! <laughs> like look that. at this dude jumping off this cliff, man. This is me in the summer. Tell me, Gold I'm Cliff. I'm like just jumping like some it fucking does. water. It does. It does. I, I will. <laughs> I will. No, I'm this guy right here. I'm I'm like jumping off of that cliff right there. You can be whoever you want to be. You know who America. says things yeah, like that? Because you know what? Because I'm a real boy. You, you know want to identify as like, like a frog leg? Go for it. Old guys at rest homes say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I want to be the guy jumping here. <laughs> okay. You know what? Fuck that guy. I'm the one who said it. <laughs> I've learned that if anybody tells you to go fuck yourself, <sighs> the response you do is to oh, too too sissy to do it yourself, huh? The response <laughs> I do while we're like rating beer is I take another sip of the same beer. You're not grabbing it by the dick like you commanded, <sighs> but it's cool. Well, I don't have a bottle. I have cans. Okay. My cans don't so have you, dicks. Do they identify differently? My cans identify. <laughs> <laughs> See how we dig our way out of this one. <laughs> because if you put your finger in the can, you're gonna cut yourself. Have I given a rating yet? And I am not a doctor. You know what? I'm going six for six. Wow. Perfect score. That's a perfect beer right you there. You better tip her nice. I would. <laughs> he would. See? This is good. This is great. You got me. I didn't have a response for that. That's one. fine. That was the point. So I went a little more mainstream, if you want, for a beer. Uh, this is actually one of the first beers I actually drank, which is fun. Because I was told it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Oh, shit. Which, I get it. It's got, like, a weird sweetness to it. Like, I I don't know if I would, like, do that and, like, really be the guy. Be try, like, and, try and he sell said it, it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I took the Lining Googles. Lining Google? I think it's German, right? Definitely German, right? Lining Google. Lining Google. Lining Google. That is a K. Lining Kegels. Lining Kegels. They... We're established in 1867. Wine and Giggles. Wine and Giggles. This is the Sunset Wheat. Yes. They're out of Wisconsin? Uh, maybe. Yes. Ch- Chippewa. Weird how I know that. In the Chippewa Falls. Well, he's cl- driving off a cliff. He's actually falling off of it. Mm-hmm. Like in the can. You're driving, I'm jumping. I mean, we're fine. Yeah, something like that. 
Uh, I mean, I've always really liked this beer. Hmm. Yes. I'd give it a five. I'd give it a five. Because it's, it's drinkable. Jay, you want to talk about your uh, watermelon? Arizona, Arizona <laughs> watermelon fruit juice cocktail? Is it actually 99 cents? Pussy! Did you actually pay? Because some stores do it. Some stores don't. I've learned. Yeah, like Cumberland Farms. They not do it? No, because any, like their soft, their soft drinks are 99 cents. Therefore, like... Any uh, price Arizona. raise on this is done by the store, not by Arizona. Right. They, they, so they have to get the there's cans a big, without there's the... A, there's a huge reason why they keep their cans 99 cents. Um, I can't recall. Like, there was a big... I read an article about that, I want to say, like, a year or two years ago or something like that. But hmm. there's a whole reason why the cans are 99 cents. Interesting. Totally. Alright, well, that's it. That's it. Thanks. Goodbye. Fuck off. Like, share, listen, repeat. Do it. And watermelon. Yeah, and <laughs> watermelon. watermelon. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.